Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. current and future PAs on their way to financial independence. I'm your host, Kat, and I wanted to thank you for taking the time to join me for this episode today. This past weekend was Memorial Day, and I was fortunate enough to have several days off. We were able to head up to my husband's family's cabin on a lake and spend time with our extended family by going fishing, going out on the pontoon, jet skiing, and hiking. We also did not go hungry because we all cooked way too much food for every single meal that we made up there. I hope that you are able to take the time to enjoy the weekend yourself with your friends and your family. I know that Memorial Day and Memorial Weekend can be somewhat of a sober time for several families who have lost their loved ones who have served in the military. So although we were all enjoying the weekend, we are able to still appreciate those who have sacrificed for the freedoms that we have. On today's podcast episode, I wanted to review the topic of your credit score. I would like to discuss what your credit score is, why it is important, and how you can boost your credit score if you need to. So let's start with what is your credit score? Your credit score is a number between 300 and 850 and it indicates how creditworthy you are. If your creditworthiness is good with a high credit score, then you are likely to be approved by credit lenders for various credit lines that you apply to. Conversely, if you have a low credit score, then you may not be approved for the loans that you are hoping to get. Most often, when the term credit score is used, it is referring to your FICO credit score or Fair Isaac Corporation credit score. So what does your credit score number consist of? It is comprised of several factors. The first and largest of which is your payment history, which comprises 35% of your credit score. The next is your total amount owed, which is 30%. The next is the length of your credit history, which is 15%. The next is types of credit or your credit mix, which is 10%. And the fifth factor is new credit, which is about 10% as well. So let's review what each of these items mean. The first and largest component is your payment history. Your payment history shows whether or not you have paid your past payments that were due on time. The next is your total amount owed. This is the total amount that you owe back on your bills or your loans, and this is a factor but it's more important that you have a low credit utilization rate versus just simply owing money. Your credit utilization rate is how much of your total available credit limit that you are actually using. The third item is your length of credit history. 
The longer that you have had a certain type of credit, the more history that potential new credit companies can review for you. The ages of your oldest and newest accounts are reviewed, as well as the average ages of all of your accounts. If you have a long and good credit history, then it shows to the potential new credit companies that you are a responsible and creditworthy person so that they are more willing to provide you with a loan or perhaps a new credit card that you are wanting to apply for. Having the good history shows that you have made your payments on time and that you likely will not default on your loans in the future. The fourth item is types of credit. So having a variety of types of credit could help increase your credit score. You may have various installment credits such as mortgages, car loans, and student loans, and you may have revolving credit accounts such as credit cards, retail store credit cards, which I usually don't typically recommend, or HELOCs. Why I don't often recommend retail store credit cards is because they often have really high interest rates and they often can compound very, very quickly compared to other credit cards. HELOCs are home equity lines of credits, and you can take these out of the current equity in your home to be able to use for different types of payments or home improvement projects. So these can be good if they are used responsibly and if you get a low interest rate on them. The fifth item is new credit. Whether or not you have opened any new accounts will be reviewed, as well as if you've opened and applied for several accounts in a short amount of time. So why is your credit score important? Many of you likely know a lot of these things, and this list is not necessarily all-inclusive, but it, it just provides some things to think about. So a good to great credit score is necessary for several things, but you honestly likely do not need an outstanding or perfect credit score. Let's review some benefits of having a great credit score. So the first is that it not only helps you to get approved for future loans or credit cards that you're hoping to obtain, but it also often helps you to be able to lock in great interest rates for those loans. This can help you save several thousands over the course of your life. So try to establish and maintain a great credit score. The second benefit of having a great credit score is that you also will likely qualify for some premium credit cards, especially some amazing travel rewards credit cards, which we will go further into detail in the future. The third reason to have a great credit score is that it also can help you to get a better homeowners and car insurance rate. The fourth reason is that you will likely be able to easily find an apartment to rent. Landlords like to look at your credit score to ensure that you would be a responsible tenant and make your rent payments on time. So even though we have reviewed reasons to have a great credit score, you likely do not need a perfect or close to perfect credit score near 850. Once you are in the high 700s or low 800s, it probably wouldn't provide many more additional benefits if you try to shoot for 850. But if your credit score is on the lower end, how can you boost your credit score? The first and primary way to boost your credit score is to pay all of your bills on time. But it'll also likely take about a half of a year to notice a bump in your score once you start doing so. Ideally, you are paying the full amount owed on your credit cards every single month on time to prevent interest accumulation. But if you are not in the place to quite do this yet, at least pay the minimum payment on time to prevent late fees while helping boost your credit score. 
So the next point is, do you remember how we talked about your credit utilization rate? Well, another way to boost your score would be to request an increase in your credit limits for some of your accounts. Keep in mind that just because you get your credit limit raised or the amount that you could spend on your credit card, it does not mean that you should go ahead and spend more because that would just simply defeat the purpose as your credit utilization rate wouldn't have improved then. The general advice is to try to stay under a 30% utilization rate or try to get that as low as possible. Paying off your debt, yes, I'm looking at you, student loans from PA school, can help improve your credit utilization rate as well. The third way to boost your credit score is that you can maintain a longer credit history by keeping some of your older credit cards open as long as they don't have annual fees. It wouldn't be worth it to spend, say, $50 to $100 every single year on a credit card that you are never using just to help kind of boost your credit score a bit. The fourth way that you can try to boost your credit score is to try not to apply for or open too many accounts very closely together as those hard inquiries can lower your score. Ideally, you want to try to space these out a little bit, whether that's a few months to several months or even a year or two if you need to. The fifth and final way that you could boost your credit score is if you have a very nice family member or a friend that would allow you to be an authorized user on one of their credit cards that belongs to them. You would only want to do this if they have a great credit score themselves because otherwise it wouldn't really help you much if they don't really have a good credit score. But it would be very important that you make sure that you are responsible in your spending as well and that you are a trustworthy family member or friend and not just blowing tons of money and not paying it back, obviously. So this option may be used if you are feeling a pretty desperate need to boost your score in a short amount of time if you don't feel like you can utilize those other techniques very easily. In summary, having a great credit score has many advantages, from helping you save money on loan interest rates and insurance, as well as being able to qualify for loans or even renting a place. If your credit score is under 700, Try the various tips that we reviewed today to try to boost your credit score. We will soon discuss how you may qualify for some amazing travel rewards credit cards if you have a good credit score, which would allow you to earn free travel in the future. So stay tuned for that. Thank you once again for taking the time to take a listen to this episode today. I hope you find this information valuable. If you haven't done so yet, feel free to join the email list on my website at pathefiway.com. And at the top, you will see a form that you can complete to sign up to be on the email list. If you are on the email list, you will be notified when there are new blog posts posted on the website, as well as if there are any updates to PA the FIWay. You can also join the private Facebook group or follow along on Instagram at PA the FIWay. Feel free to send me a message with some topics that you'd like to hear about on the podcast as well. I look forward to hearing your suggestions, as well as meeting you back here for next week's episode. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. 
but more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.